Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hello and welcome to the Bruiser and the Wizard. I'm your wizard, Holden McNeely, thinking about re-rolling as a paladin. And here we've got... I am the wizard, Jacob Young. Ah, no bruiser this week. Yes, the wizard and the wizard. (laughs) (laughs) The wonderful wizards. Holy shit, y'all. We're here to talk about... Overwatch. <laughs> what the fuck? It's a little game. It's a, it's an indie darling. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, honestly, I tried to fight it off as long as I possibly could. I fought and I fought and I fought. And I finally broke down and bought it, and um, it is like crack cocaine, mm-hmm. from what I hear. Well, here's, let's 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 roll it back for a second, because like uh, I want you to imagine that you are the uh, you are the executives at Blizzard Entertainment. And uh, it's ten. It's it's maybe even twelve years ago at this point. No, a longer time. And uh, but you have just put World of Warcraft out the door, and it is the single most profitable game in the world. You are just like you are just earning so much money. Just put yourself in that mindset. Yes, absolutely. I mean, at its peak, it had twelve million monthly subscribers at fifteen dollars a month. That's raking in one hundred and eighty million dollars a fucking month for Blizzard. Now, how how do you feel? Like, put, put yourself in that headspace. Tell me how you feel right now. I feel like um, I have uh, a penis and balls the size of a room. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I just feel incredible. You what know? would you spend that money on? Um, I spend it on. On ice cream mm-hmm. and prostitutes. I would actually spend it on custom ice cream prostitutes. Oh, that prostitutes I would... you can eat. <laughs> I have a very specific psychological nightmare realm that I need to inhabit. <laughs> no wonder you like anime so much. <laughs> <laughs> my dick is cold and my stomach's full. Um, so they were like, they were on top of the world and they obviously needed to up it. So they started their new project. Titan. Titan, which was a sort of sci-fi MMORPG. Uh, for those at home who don't know what that stands for, probably listen to the wrong podcast, but that is multi massive multiplayer online role-playing game. Yes, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was supposed to be ten times bigger than World of Warcraft. It was supposed to be this next level fucking mind suck. People uh, people often talk about that the, the golden goose is the last game you'll ever need to play. Right, yeah. Much like, uh, the, of course, the uh, uh, big uh, space exploration No Man's Sky uh, right. the, that has kind of recently came out at the time of this actual recording coming out. But um, regardless, uh, yeah, they essentially in Titan had it so that you would only, you would actually work a day job <laughs> and then fight space. Uh, 
space aliens in the evening. Oh, in the game. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, like, that's insane. That's uh, I'm head of accounting for uh, Laser Corp, but uh, at night I like to snipe some fucking scale faces. <laughs> yeah, what's your sci-fi job? Uh, <laughs> I make robot dicks. I'm a social media partner for Quantum Who Gives a Fuck. Oh. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Five years go by. Mm-hmm. Ten years go by, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and nothing happens. Nothing Nothing happens. It's all a bit of a shit show. More people are taken off the project. More people are kind of stripped away. It's uh, uh, other teams have put out games in the time since they've like have like conceived of, fleshed out, released, and succeeded. Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, and like there's just this this thirty these thirty people left, and they just. I haven't been fired, but they're fucking failures. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, essentially, they just sort of lost the fun in building this project out. And that was a big sort of uh, conclusion that they had reached by the time that uh, it ended up being the skeleton that it was. But that group of people did pull it together. Isn't that right, Jake? They went back to square one. They're yeah. like, why, did, why the fuck did we even like video games in the first place? And I think that's the main thing that Blizzard was able to do. I mean, if we can take it another step back with Blizzard and and just uh, say they were founded in February 8th, 1991 uh, under the name Silicon and Synapse, and they released four major franchises, including Overwatch, actually, in that list, and that's Warcraft, which, of course, became World of Warcraft, uh, Diablo, which, how would you describe Diablo? A loot? Uh, a a click em up A click em up <laughs> A click em up loot grinder. Uh, and, some, oh, uh, and a dopamine feed. Feedback loop from which there is no escape. Yes, and StarCraft, uh, which is the uh, Korean murderer, Korean murderer <laughs> game. The of course the addiction game. All of these games have one thing in common, and that is heavy, heavy, heavy addiction. Mm. And also, it's that every time Blizzard makes a decision to conquer a certain genre of game, they crush it. Mm. They knock it out of the park. They do it better than anyone else. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the. Uh, yeah, MMORPGs, uh, collectible card games. Uh, MOBA is still kind of struggling. Yeah, MOBA. Well, th- one would argue that Overwatch was their answer to the MOBA, though. Mm. Because it is the perfect combination of a MOBA and a first-person shooter uh, competitive kind of situation. It's uh, it's actually a big controversial move. Uh, a lot of people hate the, hate the MOBA tag uh, mm. when applying to... To uh, Overwatch, I see it pretty clearly. I feel like it's very obvious, if not in like raw gameplay and like team build up, just the the way it's marketed, the way it's built up, the way that uh, character and ability and balance and everything is like built up. How controlling space is all a part of it. Mobas are uh, are if you're over twenty three. <laughs> Listen to this. If you're under 23, just just like I don't know, look flick at, off the yeah, yeah. pod. Uh, flick off, give it the bird, not yeah. fl- turn it off, but but just give the podcast the bird while we talk. Yeah, but uh, mobas are like usually very uh, free to play games where uh, these characters are you pay to get more characters, and it's uh, very easy to run. It's they are kind of from the same perspective as uh, Warcraft and Starcraft. Stands for multiplayer online battle arenas, and the most popular ones I would say are probably League of Legends and Dota, which mm. stands for Dawn of the Ages. Yeah. Very, very popular online right now. The international is going on. Well, at the time of this recording, at least, and um, I think the prize pool is in in the hundred million. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's a huge, huge market. I mean, it's really something else. It's really mind blowing. Yeah, that's uh it's one of the things that like I played a couple of times and was like, oh, there's never a dull moment. This is like a perfect dopamine machine. 
and the uh, the 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 what's the word the difficulty curve will go on forever because it's it's kind of a sport. It is about like strategizing and like uh, being you know getting your skills up to a certain level and then like you know knowing your opponent. And it's dynamic, you know, you'll never play the same game twice. Everything you're saying right now, I would apply to Overwatch. And I think that's how you can really brand it as as a sort of combination MOBA first-person shooter. Because like I said, I don't really like either of those things in theory. And I finally broke down and got Overwatch, and I am hooked, man. I can't stop playing it. It's so much fun. I think, uh, you know, if we we, we should uh, maybe uh, kind of give a little generalization of, like, what the game entails. That's uh, 22 different playable characters and four different classes. You've got offense characters, defense characters, tanks, and... And support characters or healers um, all of these different characters no matter what even if you you think oh I'm more into playing tanks I'm more into playing offense every single like one of playing these... the medic <laughs> right yeah no one says that all these characters I like to stay in the back and give the burly men touchy kisses <laughs> all of the characters in this game though are fun as shit to play mm-hmm. even the pussy medics I love playing as mercy <laughs> what how dare you I'm just as vital to the team as any other of those big strong men <laughs> I even found Anna a sniper support character, maybe the most unappealing character to me personally in on paper, to be funny. I had the fun, fun-ass round with her the other day. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I even like this? I hate snipers, and I hate healers. No, that they got an entire community of millions of people to openly embrace a new character that's a supportive grandmother is fucking incredible. <laughs> like, they don't even do that in League of Legends. It's always, like, weird <laughs> sex ninjas and, like, rock dicks. Totally. I mean, that's the thing. I have not... I didn't even get to see nipples in this game, and I still enjoy playing as every single one of the characters. Did you follow Buttgate? Did, 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 yes, did, and I, we can absolutely get into Buttgate. I mean, uh, uh, of course I followed Buttgate. Um, uh, for those who don't know, it centers around a character named Tracer. Uh, she's this British woman. She goes, hey, cavalry's here. And she She's really fast and she's really fun. It's like if a Disney princess also fought in World War II. Yes, it's exactly <laughs> like that, Jake. And what happened was she had a victory pose where her back was to the camera. Mm-hmm. She's a little curvy. I don't know. Honestly, it doesn't really look that seductive to me. But a mother online got very I upset. Think it it might have been a dad even. No, it was it was a concerned mother. Jake, I did my homework. <laughs> I studied hard. And she says she wrote, what? What about this pose has anything to do with the character you're building in Tracer? It's not fun. It's not silly. It has nothing to do with being a fast elite killer. It just reduces Tracer to another bland female sex symbol. And she said that she was concerned about her daughter and uh, her precious daughter and her precious daughter's precious mind when it comes to seeing that big fat ass. I think she was just afraid she was going to turn her daughter into a filthy muff muncher. <laughs> but that's just me. And I'm a, fil- I'm a dirty old man in a 33 year old man's body. We have to stop the lesbian menace. <laughs> if we don't stop the lesbians now, they won't stop moving in with each other until the whole population will be in one big house the size of the planet. And then what happens? All our resources go to one house, and the whole grid shuts down. That's how they take us over. And that is a lot of actually what the lore of Overwatch is all about. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the game was in beta. I don't actually care. Like, and uh, they replaced it with like a cute pinup. Like, pose. I I actually like it when there's a creative solution to a thing. Uh, that's uh, that I actually it's, it, they did a really good job of balancing out the character roster so that there's nothing. It's 
it's you know they have the tough guys they have like cool gun dude they have soldier 76 yeah soldier 76 which i would recommend if you were to start playing overwatch as the first character to try out he's very traditional kind of get your smooth you easy into the gameplay there um he has an assault rifle he has a sprint he plays basically like a call of duty or battlefield uh character so you're in this like weird cartoon universe you pick up soldier 76 and you're like Oh, yeah, shoot the guys. I got this. And, this is easy. And I love, too, that he's this old man who essentially always says, like, I'm getting do over this shit. <laughs> and I think it's kind of a comment on, like, Call of Duty and stuff like that. Maybe I think it's a subtle jab from Blizzard because he's this old man. Uh, actually, the story behind it is that um, Soldier 76... Oh, fuck, I forgot the name of the artist, but the... Uh, when you think of uh, World of Warcraft, when you think of that Blizzard aesthetic with like the huge sol- uh, shoulder pauldrons and those like nightmare swords with like spikes coming out mm-hmm. of the blade and like skulls everywhere, that heavy metal like fucking eighth grade aesthetic that you find in Reaper mm-hmm. yeah, um, is the work of like a very key artist, I think named Chris Fuck. Anyway, uh, Chris Fuck, no, <laughs> that guy I'm, got a bad role. In the, in but the he last designed day. this character, Soldier seventy six, like when he was a teenager, and he always. He's like loved him because he was like a cool, That's cool. He was a cool soldier character, which back in the day was like you know Captain America with a gun, and he finally got him in a game, but. He was old at the time he finally did it, so Soldier 76 Dude, is old. Thank you. That's an awesome story. Thank you for telling that story. There's um, also a Reaper, who is another guy. He's mm-hmm. like a he's a cool, like, skull mast. They nickname him, you know, Edgelord, because mm-hmm. he's like, he's got two big kind of shotguns. He has badass moves. He can teleport, and he can go into, like, Wraith mode, where he goes invisible. But he essentially looks like, um, you know, a Grim Reaper, you know, with the metal Tactical face. Tactical Grim Reaper. Tactical Grim Reaper All of his guy. quotes are just like, the pain will never But what I think a good move on their part is a legendary skin that you can give for Reaper is a full-on just like mariachi man costume. (laughs) And I really appreciate that. Like a Dia de los Muertes thing, not just like a fat guy on the 7 train. (laughs) No, 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 no. But man, I would pay a lot of in-game currency for that. You know about the the, uh, Reaper names Twitter? No. Uh, Marcus, uh, by the way, in the room right now is super producer Marcus Parks. How are you doing? Oh, shit. Hey, what's up, We call him the silent assassin (laughs) because he never says anything on the podcast. (laughs) No, we'll talk about, about, like, Neil Gaiman next week, and he'll have a lot to say. (laughs) Thing is is that, like, the people that are drawn to Reaper because he's such, like, a very 14-year-old dark sensibility is, like, impossible. Like, it's too accurate. Uh, Marcus, could you read some Reaper names? Rankst. <laughs> uh, Death Lover X. <laughs> X Corrupted King X. <laughs> uh, killer with a one and a three. Uh, horror. <laughs> Nihilistic. <laughs> X Lord X Lucifer X. <laughs> Baby Killer 936. I, you know, it's funny. I was on late night the other night um, and playing solo. And what? What? You got another one? Emotions. <laughs> okay, that one breaks the mold. A That's little. great. That's great. And his ultra, by the way, which is explained to you, they all have special moves called ultras, and um, they're all unique and wonderful. And his, he just shoots around like crazy and goes die, die, die. Part of the strategy, of course, is that it takes a long time to build up your ultimate. So and it does have such an ama- like an impact an impact on the game pl- on the uh, on the on the on the back and forth cuz like if you can wipe out the team in a single alt like that gives you more time to push forward. Yes, or it can really t- change the game very, very, 
very hugely. I have a uh, my main right now is Junkrat, which is mm. the Australian bomb throwing guy. He's a bit of a cheap ass, but kind of works for my personal general just. <laughs> Me as a human being, and he's got a thing where he's awesome. By the way, he th- he he has a grenade launcher, so he's just shooting fucking grenades out. Over spamming constantly. the word is spamming. Spamming with the grenades, <laughs> and he also has like a C C four where he's throwing out C four, and you can wait for people and then blow them back. And he can throw down these uh, like bear traps or whatever. People get caught in. But his ultra is he just like revs up this explosion tire, and it rolls into whatever combat or whatever, and then you can hit the button to detonate it off. So you can literally just take out like a shitload of people very cheaply and just kind of turn the whole game around. But if your team freaks out, blows all their ults at once, then you're fucked. Yes. Because the other team now has just all of theirs ready to go and if they have their shit together they can just keep you pinned down forever. Right, right. And some ults work with other ults. So you've got um, oh, what's her name? Uh, the Russian lady. Zarya. Uh, Zarya. She creates a black hole that'll pull everybody together, uh, all the enemies together in one little ball. So if somebody else has their ult ready you can time them together and just fucking destroy everybody. And nothing feels better than, and that's where really, it's all about teamwork. It's all about coordination. If you were on the mic with a bunch of people and everybody's like really ready to play you can completely just wipe out team after team i have definitely had uh, afternoon sessions evening sessions let's just go ahead and say i did an afternoon into an evening <laughs> and uh, i i won way more games than i lost and then i've had other times where i'm with people who are clearly drunk and not really paying attention <laughs> and like just lo- losing most of the games you know mm. it really really makes a huge difference the communication and that is what makes the game so wonderful and fun is just that if it's if you are focused and you're working as a as a unit and you're well balanced with uh, support and attack and defense and tank uh, and builders, uh, you can just really like win game after game after game. If it feels like a sport, it feels like you're actually like engaged in competitive play. And I and I lo- I, I have to I have not hit level twenty five yet, so I have not been able to play actual competitive play. <clears throat> I'm really excited to do that. I'm on level like twenty two, but I've been watching um, the Atlantic. I believe it was called uh, last week, and they're working towards it's a three hundred thousand dollar prize purse, uh, the largest prize purse for an Overwatch game yet. Uh, they already have training camps and sponsored teams and everything, just like Dota has. It's getting bigger uh, already. I mean, for that fast, I think is pretty uh, unbelievable. But man, watching those dudes, it's incredible. I mean, just they are just like. Uh, I mean, it's like mind blowing to see just like how good everybody's so good that each team's just constantly wiping the other team out. It's a lot more like um, one team of six will go in, wipe the other team completely. Because as soon as <laughs> one person dies, like everybody dies, you know, because the whole each team is so good, and then vice versa. And it's like a lot more of a tug of war. Whereas a lot of more of my matches that I play, it's a bit more chaotic and even, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, so you're maining Junkrat right now. Pretty much a maining Junkrat. I was enjoying playing as Mercy on support because you really the main thing you have to realize too is that you 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 are maining certain characters but you need to be playing as several different uh, unique and versatile characters because depending on what they're throwing at you you need to be able to switch characters at a moment's notice because you can switch a character upon death so Junkrat would be my main uh, mercy for support though I think I'm going to move on to someone else for support she's not Rombi the gorilla yeah the monkey from the moon (laughs) Uh, Winston yeah yeah Winston's great do you have you ever have you come across gorilla squad yet Uh, I played a custom game called Harambe's 
Bowie's Revenge. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're talking about or not. Well, uh, uh, Winston, obvious. Uh, Winston does a lot of defensive work. He can set up like perimeters and bubbles, and like uh, his ult is like very good for close quarters combat. He, it's so- called Primal Rage, <laughs> and he goes completely berserk. He just goes red and just fucking starts just walloping everybody. So if you're down to like the last, you know, if you're down to your last stand, like if you're if you're just fucked. Everyone goes Winston at the same time, sets up like a fucking just death dome, and it's like actually pretty effective in the That's pinch. That's amazing. I, um, so you can play custom games, right? So at one point, me and my friends who I were with, uh, we jumped into a custom match, and it, it's, it's called Harambe's Revenge. I highly recommend everybody do it. Uh, one team chooses all Winstons, and the other team chooses all Annas. The sniper support character. So the sniper people, uh, you know, it's kind, you're kind of like all weird sniper support character. You can snipe the monkey though; they can't attack. And the rule for the Winstons are is that you can't use his laser gun. You can only punch. <laughs> And it's called Harambe's Revenge. I highly recommend it. We oh literally God, were just we were just laughing our asses off for the entire battle. It was like incredible and uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So this, all, all together, this episode has been way too fucking positive. I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> this universally enjoyed experience shared by millions of people. Which characters do you, Holy McNeely, think are fucking trash or fucking OP and garbage? Okay. Um, well, as far as OP goes, I mean, I hate, I, I don't like Hanzo. He's the one character. Character that um, he's a sniper character. He's the bow and arrow guy. His he's old, wearing half a shirt. He's wearing half a shirt, and I think that that's way too crude <laughs> and lewd. He's uh, his ult is he shoots these massive. I mean, it's cool to look at, but he shoots these massive dragons across the entire stage, and they murder you immediately if they hit you. Um, it's a way too op ult. It's a uh, very slow dragon. Yes, it's a very slow it's dragon. Kind of like getting run over by a tortoise. Yes. Uh, uh, so you can't. I feel like it's your own fault. I'm, you can get out of the way. I hate May. I think May's a good character. Fucking. Are, you do not insult my goddamn Eskimo waifu. <laughs> my fucking ice cream honey bun. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You fight me right now. May is like a brilliantly designed character. She can um she can freeze you. She can sh- shoot up these ice walls. And if someone's really good as May, it's so annoying as fuck to play against. Like, Incredibly annoying to play against. I mean, she's she's just the most like. No, she freezes you in place, then gets real close, and you can actually see her line up the headshot before she takes you out. <laughs> right? Oh my god! With it's cute little Eskimo cheeks. <laughs> she's Chinese. She's Chinese. She was part of a uh, South uh, South uh, South Pole research team a hundred years ago that had a horrifying accident. They had to go into uh, cryostasis. It was like an Overwatch research lab, and everyone else in the lab died, but she finally woke up a hundred years later and uh, was shocked to discover that Overwatch had been disbanded and that all of her friends were dead. But she's so cute, she smiles through the pain. She does smile through the pain. She makes it work and I do appreciate that for her, but I oh man, I hate playing against her. Uh, Diva's ult is probably OP, but I love playing as Diva. (laughs) I think she's great. She's my waifu. There's so they sell like a diva jumpsuit or you know like lycra bodysuit. So just at every convention right now, right now everybody wants to be diva in cosplay. It's like ridiculous for sure. I mean, cos Overwatch in general, but but uh, a lot of divas out there. It's the new Harley Quinn. I do like that they took like they just like uh, part of her story is that she's a professional gamer. 
So like the internet just immediately was like, yeah, of course. So like in like the, this isn't part of any official media, but there's hundreds of comics where she's just this like fucking stinky like gross shut in that just loves <laughs> Doritos and Mountain Dew. <laughs> And then what else? I mean, you know, every time you hear Bastion's ult go off, because at least there's one good thing about about this ult situation. Mm. If somebody on the other team has it go off, they always have like a thing they say, um, like uh, McCree, the cowboy uh, character who, Marcus, I think you would probably enjoy playing as. Uh, he goes, high noon. And it's then like, noon. <laughs> and anybody yeah. in his range who, uh, when he has his guns out, they just immediately get one shot killed. Uh, it's a really good ult. But like, at least when you hear that you know like get the fuck <laughs> you like jump out of the way um and then uh, justice reigns from above i think people would have initially called bastion op trash but i think you very quickly learn how to combat his ability bastion is the robot that can turn into a turret super fun to play as bastion um <laughs> uh, but everybody it's always like kind of the thing like oh people will hate you if you play as bastion i mean you but. just held down the left mouse button and just like destroyed half a team right a right very very important people right <laughs> so I, I just spent eight hours of my life honing this game and you just held down the left mouse button that's not fair it's even better is Tor i've been loving torbjorn lately because he's the guy that builds turrets i don't this is why i don't like torbjorn why he's uh scandinavian mm -hmm. uh of short stature standing like maybe at like below five feet tall has a large braided blonde beard and, in, and I think he has an eye patch even on top of that. Yep. Not a dwarf. <laughs> in universe, he is not a dwarf. He is a human being that just happens to have many dwarf-like qualities. It's kind of funny. His One of his legendary skins is a, a straight-up pirate skin. <laughs> so I don't know what that's all about. So maybe it's just more of a uh, one of those short pirates. Have you been... Oh, shit. Have you, have you gotten caught up in that loot system? Um, just getting the loot, box? loot boxes. Have you been? Fuck yeah. Have you been buying into it? No. If you buy it, it breaks it. If I started buying loot boxes all willy nilly, you get a loot box every time you level up, mm -hmm. right? And then you get to open the loot box and you'll get some more skins and stuff like kinda that. Kind of like a virtual scratch off ticket, mm. right? So, oh, they had those in a Fallout Shelter, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Right. So, like the moment you, well, I mean, maybe if you bought one here or there, it wouldn't break it totally. But if you bought like the fifty loot boxes thing, it gives you just so much less of a reason to play because you'll just get all that stuff, you mm. know. So for me right now, I just like you know because I got I have a legendary. Um, Bastion skin, the wooden Bastion, mm. which is the shit. Uh, and my favorite is Junkrat. I got the crazy Scarecrow skin, uh, which rules. Is it actually called the crazy Scarecrow skin? It's just called a Scarecrow. You can see it there at the bottom. Oh, okay. So you just put in crazy Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting crazy Scarecrow. He also has a really cool Jester skin that makes him kind of look like the Joker, which rules. Um, but yeah, yeah. I haven't... I've. I'm in general it's it's this is all new to me mm. like giving a shit about skins opening loot boxes playing MOBA-ish games. None of this shit is anywhere in the my realm at all. Mm. I'm Mr. Dark Souls man. I'm I'm very I'm very solo, you know, playing. Honestly, this year has been the first year I have talked to a person on a microphone in and played together in a game world. That's impressive. Yeah, I've I made still it this never long. done it. You, we got to do it, yeah, man. I've never done it. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a lone wolf when it comes to video games. <laughs> Bloodborne, dude. man. Let's make it happen. Some of my favorite afternoons have been doing Dark Souls and Bloodborne co-op. Oh, that's me, oh, brother. God. Lone wolf. <laughs>
Can you wait in? Can you? You can't do voice chat in Bloodborne and Dark Souls. Yeah, you can get on. You but you can just get on a uh, party chat on Mike. And oh, then, okay. And then and then join up in the game. All right. Yeah, and then and then be like, I'm ringing my bell. Are you ringing your bell? Because you have to bring little <laughs> bells in Bloodborne, and that's how you meet up. The beckoning bell and the bell of resonance, or some stupid from software bullshit like that. Uh, Love you from software. Please, please marry me. I don't know. <laughs> have you uh, have you been following the? Uh, one thing that Blizzard has been really on top of is they've been uh, really adamant about cheating in the game. Oh. And it's actually, people are like kind of freaking out because they're really good at catching cheaters. There's stuff like aimbots, wall hacks, there's like an entire industry based on, you know, software that can help you play games better. And uh, they have lifetime bans. Right, I was about to say that the penalties are brutal for cheating in the game. I mean, with a three hundred thousand dollar purse for like winning in tournaments, like they have to be they have to be pretty good. Yeah, but who would like cheat their way into a tournament and then look like a complete fucking idiot like at the turn? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I don't know. A, a Chinese guy got caught. Uh, he got kicked out. He was like a popular streamer uh-huh. and got like banned live on cam. It was actually like kind of amazing. <laughs> But uh, there's actually a thread of people who in just recently, I think this month, uh, got banned in a huge wave. Like they just gathered everyone's names and then just hit the button all at once, like nuked from orbit. And like their fucking responses is just like so insane. It's people are just like, uh, I just got banned too. What the fuck? Blizzard, you're really going to punish people who paid (laughs) you money for this game? They should just all get to play together after that. Yeah. I kind of agree. I think don't ban them, but they all have to play each other. Oh, after fuck that. this line. Uh, there, oh, one game does that. I can yeah. Feel it for, uh, there's like, yeah, if you get caught cheating, you just get sent to like the shadow realm where oh, you can only play against cheaters. Amazing. Uh, this, is another, this is another cheater that it was posting in a forum. Uh, this is unacceptable. It's 2016, Blizzard. Cheating happens. A slap on the wrist is always better than lynching the person. Okay, Jane Herring it. Right, right, right. Well, these are like probably 12-year-old kids, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, God, I had the funniest time, by the way. Speaking of playing people online, um, uh, so yeah, I was playing by myself last night or two nights ago. It was like midnight or something like that, and um, I was just going solo. But sometimes it'll just dump you into voice chat automatically because I don't have that setting turned off. Mm. So like, in anyways, it's fun to listen to people, you know, whatever. And I'm just sitting there alone in my apartment, so I'm just maybe saying fuck under my breath every now and again, like nothing <laughs> real, you know. And I just start hearing these kids, just like, oh man, we gotta, we gotta take them down. You gotta use. Can't they have a Genji? They have a. Oh boy. <laughs> and I was really impressed. None of them cursed and stuff either, but it was definitely a bunch of kids like up too late on a summer night, you know? And I was just like hearing this flat. And at first I felt gross and weird about good, it, you know? Good, good. Right. Follow that instinct. Just listening to the children, you know? But then I was like, well, I'm not gross. Uh, you know, I'm a 33-year-old man listening to four children speak to each other <laughs> in a video game. But um, but man, it just like took, it, it was like a really cool, I had, I had like a really cool moment of like nostalgia from the past of like playing video mm-hmm. games with my friends on, on this, in the summer. No you know? odd jobs. Yeah, right. Are you cheating? <laughs> yeah. Come on, stop using proximity mines. Oh man, oh man. Like when we lost and hearing all the kids just be like, oh darn. <laughs> oh boy, we got come on. And they would say like really obvious stuff about the game that like there's normally when I'm coordinating with like we, we we're not talking about it's like we gotta protect the car. It's like I know we have to protect the car. That's the basis of what's going on here. Ooh. Uh oh! No, sorry. They uh they pulled the uh climbing guy out of the window, so oh. it went oh. 
they got him. They, they got, got the climbing guy. So if anybody knows that, that will mark this date and yeah. time for anybody listening. We are recording this while the man was climbing Trump Tower. That wall crawler is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we were talking about nostalgia, and you just got a little nostalgia from a few weeks back. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was me and my buddy playing Battletoads. It's like, ah, oh, I'm going to be rash. Oh, I'm going to be pimples. <laughs> and then we'd have a great time until the hover bikes, and then game over. Game yeah. over when you get to the hover bikes, man. Yep. That's That was a brutal, that was a brutally difficult game, and one would say, in hindsight, a pretty bad one. Mm. Yeah. Very yeah. glitchy, very just clumsy kind of, you know. When you think about it, too, it was totally bad. Uh, we'll do an episode on Battletoads, I'm sure, at some point. But the, We should do a roundup episode of just all the not Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it was just a Ninja Turtles knockoff, but I didn't see the forest for the trees back then, you know? Mm. I didn't realize that they were just manipulating my childhood mind. You should have. You should have gone in fold. Like you should have just been like their impromptu laser daddy. That game. You should have just been like, oh jeez, they got uh, Soldier Sammy Six and a Jack to B. We need someone. Can we get again? And be like, to me, my sons. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was like, all right, let's do it. Like, I, I, you know, I, I did speak up a couple times. Just be like, yeah, we got to get in there. <laughs> We got to get, oh no, they got a bastion on the roof. I'm in a country music band. (laughs) Hey kid, do you know what weed is? That's the funny thing is I am like getting really high drinking an IPA while this is happening. You know, like just, you know, that my favorite is the, the unmistakable bong noise on the microphone. Like every time I'm playing with a group of friends and I just hear that, like just cannot be anything else. Right? Yeah. And everybody just starts laughing. And the guy's just like, what are you laughing at? <laughs> Which has happened so many times. It's so funny to me. Like, nothing nothing is like that sound. That's, uh, uh God, yeah. No, they're, they've done it. Like, it's one of the fastest selling games of all time on PC. Uh, it's... It's really something... It accounts for uh, 30% of uh, playtime in Korean internet cafes. Oh, my God. Which, for online multiplayer games, is one of the most important statistics you can possibly have. Yeah, that's that's completely insane. Um, it has over 15 million players reported in early August. That's nuts. Right? That's and a state. And, I mean, it was one of those situations where I was like, I don't I don't like these games. I'm probably not going to get this. But I just, the, the fucking critical reaction plus every single one of my friends telling me how great this game was broke me down and finally um, forced me to get it. And, uh, I mean, I, it, what's great is, like, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to always be playing this game. Like, no matter what other game I'm playing, I'll just pop this on and play a couple rounds at the end of the night afterwards or whatever. If I want to, like, a little break or something like that or if I just want to hang out with my buddies for a little while, which is what gaming has turned into in a lot of ways for me. So what's your favorite map right now? What's your favorite game mode Ooh, map? Well, uh, I think it's the what is, it's the Japan one. Um, oh, yeah. It, Ma- if you're, yeah, it's like it's it's the Hanzo map or whatever. It's the Hanzo uh, Gen. Is it Genji? Genji. Yes, Hanzo Genji. They are brothers, by the way. If you want a little bit of lore there, we could talk a little bit. They about don't the get lore along ever too. since uh, Hanzo murdered Genji. That was the problem. Hanzo did a bit of a murder on Genji. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Farah is Anna's daughter. Farah is really fun to play as, mm. by the way, as well. She can um, rocket up into the air, and she has a, uh, a rocket launcher, and she just like she, you can. It just, feels like classic Quake. Feels uh, like that yeah. old or yeah. Unreal tournament. Mm-hmm. Like you just rockets flying everywhere. So much fun to play. Um, and. 
again, I have to reiterate that fact that like every single character, even the ones I don't like to play as much as others, every character is fun to play. That is such an accomplishment on Blizzard's uh, mm. behalf. And they're going to continue to release more characters. It's an incredible thing. But yeah, Japan on defense probably because I can uh, get uh, play as Torbjorn and just set up turrets uh, <laughs> up in the up in the wings or whatever. Oh, it's you just, fucking kill whore. I, yeah, right. It's just like it's it's probably the only map where I can kind of set my watch by winning on defense <laughs> because you just you if you just have the proper setup and everything's kind of working together. Um, favorite game though to play uh, probably would be the escort. Um, mm. uh, escorting the payload is so much fun. Do you know uh, some of the secrets behind the uh, escort missions? How so? Like lore secrets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Uh, like, no, I've been trying to figure that out all day while I was doing research. I was like, so why? On, what is the purpose of these missions? Well, uh, and lore on, on the Winston map, it actually says in Winston's lab that uh, it's a satellite drone that, in theory, if you get it successfully to the launch site, it'll reactivate Overwatch. The fact that all the characters of Overwatch are currently escorting it doesn't matter. Uh, this is this is fucked up. This is legit. Uh, on King's Row. You are personally escorting an EMP bomb into basically the uh, Omnic robot ghetto Ah. to annihilate them because there was a terrorist cell that had been located. And we didn't really talk about that with the whole background of the plot. but um, Because it matters and it doesn't matter all at once. Well, first of all, I would highly recommend the videos that they put out. They put out a few little shorts Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Blizzard did and uh, check them out on YouTube. Almost Pixar quality. Yes, really well done. Like really, really way better than than they really ever needed to Mm be. Um, And that just goes to show the attention to detail and quality that Blizzard puts into their games. I'm really selling Blizzard a lot right now, but I don't know. I'm like, they really did their in, jobs yeah, right. It's rare. It. It's, it's so rare. Um, so it's set 60 years in the future of a, fi- a fictionalized Earth and 30 years after the Omnic Crisis. What's the Omnic Crisis? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a jerk. Don't well, make fun of my voice. I just had a simple question. <laughs> well, person in the room. Thank you. <laughs> um, the Omnic Crisis was essentially like a Terminator situation. They made a bunch of robots, artificial intelligence. They um, they ended up uh, going against the humans and killing everybody. So when does that part of Matrix arise? I know what I'll just shut up. You can <laughs> So they so they set up the Overwatch to to watch over the people and protect them. It was led by Soldier seventy six and um, Reaper, who was not originally Reaper. It was just like the soldier guy, Gabe. um, <laughs> Gabriel Reyes. Yeah, and um, they they stopped that. But then there was uh, all these like uh, rumors about like problems in the organization. So uh, the society turned against Overwatch. They had since disbanded. But then some terrorism and things like that have been going on. Rumors of another Omnic crisis happened in Russia uh, and so um, Winston in, in the video actually is the one who who pulls the trigger and gets the whole Overwatch crew back together. What what about the Omnic Crisis? Um, well I, shoot I, w- I, w- I was just getting to uh, that uh, the UN started the Petrus Act which disbanded the Overwatch. I don't know uh, I'm just saying facts now. No, but like uh, you know Dota Dota has a plot like League of Legends has a plot about like gods and stuff like there it's always there it's like background text that's like a little bit of flavor to help you get immersed uh, in Overwatch it's actually kind of amazing that the characters will kind of like give these vague statements to one another in the pregame 
and that'll like hint that they have a history together and it's just meant to like pique your curiosity it's not supposed to be like read like a, an actual novel or a series of concurrent events I remember what I was going to talk about and that's uh, the characters in Yada which is a uh, a sort of Buddha robot which oh, I think really, is such a cool he's fucking he's my favorite idea. design but he's really tough to play and they keep tweaking with him because nobody likes him honestly I'm like I uh, the this dude Dapiek shout out to Dapiek that I play with he he mains Zenyatta and he crushes as him mm. uh, he can throw these orbs on people that heal them he can throw orbs on enemies that make their uh, their fucks damage their input up. but yeah just fucks the shit up and he can you know kind of uh, and and he's actually more powerful now with his attacks where he's just throwing these like balls at people or whatever he floats around but he's like a Buddha robot <laughs> he's a robot that decided that he that they they were sentient and they like led a religious revolt sort of to go on and like spread enlightenment about about robot kind and stuff. I thought it was just such a cool, interesting choice. Maybe someone's done it before, but it felt wholly unique to me. So I did think that that was a really interesting aspect of the lore, and that's what I was trying to say earlier when I lost my thought process. So yeah, that's what, that's the weird thing with the lore is that they keep building it up, they keep pumping the fandom, they keep like really getting uh, everyone involved with this universe, but also like. I am, I am a robot of peace. I have transcended. What is human? What is conscious? Let us work together, arm in arm, into the future. Hold point B! <laughs> I'm charging my ultimate. <laughs> We're losing this King of the Hill match right now. Yeah, totally. What's that monkey doing over here? <laughs> Shooting a laser gun. At my weird bodybuilding Russian chick. Oh, now we're all bastions? Now we're all going to be bastions? I did that one time just to be a dick. I was like, everyone, we're choosing bastion. Everyone chose bastion. We just set up our turrets just to piss them off. Um, they were not too pleased about that. You you can't hear the other side, right? No, no, but you can just feel it. You can just feel the fucking rage. Across the internet. Across the internet. Yeah, yeah. And I, by the way, I really like that you can't hear the people talking trash. Mm. I, I really enjoy that. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, I think just to wrap it all up, um, it's really hard to find something negative to say about this game. Mm. Um, I think that you brought up that good point earlier. I, I am. It's so purely fun and enjoyable, and they've just created a product that is right in line with all their other product that makes me even more afraid of playing World of Warcraft than I ever have oh, been. Oh, don't touch it. I'm not going to touch it, Jake. D- dude, we'll lose you. I don't want to. You'll or Hearthstone. You'll die in a fucking Korean cafe like I, thousands I was, before you. I was thinking about getting Hearthstone, and I'm just like, no, no. Eh, Hearthstone's fine. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, no, no. I mean, like, it's very fun. It won't kill you. Right. It won't murder me. Man, they make good products, and this is another one in a, poor, in a line of them. Are we even going to mention Battleborn? Poor, poor Battleborn. I was going to mention Battleborn. Thank you for bringing it up. Sad, uh, poor. Well, that is again, baby. maybe that's so the negative bad. thing you could say. They are ruthless with their marketing. They put out the Overwatch beta on, uh, beta on the release date of Battleborn, which was totally a fucking ruthless, definitely a planned Just move. right for the fucking jugular. And crushed Take-Two's, um, you know, at this point, I think we could probably pretty much say uh, Failure of a co-op shooter game, uh, Battleborn. Um, man, that was brutal. So that's one <laughs> knock on them. But at the same time, it gave the, it profited them immensely. So what are yeah. you gonna do? I mean, what ha- what would you do if like tomorrow you found out that like the head of Coca Cola literally castrated the head of Pepsi in the middle of a town square? Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. Well, I like I'm a Coca Cola guy, so I'd probably cheer and laugh. <laughs> Well, anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of The Bruiser and the Wizard. I'm a bruiser, and Jake? I'm a bruiser. All right, two bruisers closing it out today. (laughs) Good night, everybody. 
For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.